great. Okay. <laughs> Starting off again from uh, all your efforts and uh, always making wonderful, delicious activities and inyan to the Ayur the Oilo. So, Shkayach, Shui. The tour in the beginning of Hilchah Sukkah asks why is it that the Yom Tov of Sukkot is in the month of Tishrei? Really, it should have been in the month of Nisan. We, after all, were celebrating the fact that Klal Yisrael dwelled in Sukkot throughout their travels in the Midbar on the way out of Mitzrayim. So it really should have been in the month of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim right after Pesach in the month of Nisan. Why is it in Tishrei? And the tour gives his, um, his suggestion, which on a certain level is not satisfying, but that is because uh, in the month of Nisan, which is the springtime, if we'll go out into Sukkot, people will assume that we're just trying to uh, enjoy the nice weather. And it won't be recognizable that we're doing so because it's the mitzvah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu who told us to dwell in Sukkot. But in the month of Tishrei, when it's, uh, it's rainy and it's windy and it's uh, stormy, so now if we're going to go out and dwell in the Sukkot, it'll be obvious that we're doing so uh, L'Shei Mitzvah, and that's why the month, uh, the Torah tells us to celebrate Sukkot in the month of Tishrei. However, the Aruch HaShulchan <coughs> explains in Hilchah Sukkah that the reason why it's in the month of Tishrei might also be, might be because of the concern of the tour, but it's also because the, uh, the Yom Tov of Sukkot is connected with the, uh, it's relevant to the Yom Neiraim, to the period of uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim. And this idea is really supported by the famous Medrash, Taisus and Masech, Yuma calls him the Medrash, that at the conclusion of Yom HaKippurim, a baskol goes out, heavenly voice, and uh, declares the Pasuk in Sefer Koheles, of Lecha Cholach Mecha Kikvarotza Likimis Masecha. Go, celebrate, eat, enjoy yourself, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu has accepted your deeds, the Kaddish Baruch Hu has accepted our tshuva. But the Medrash also tells us that the Dawid Minim symbolize uh, a trophy that was given to us by a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we parade around with it on Sukkot to demonstrate our pride and uh, in, in, uh, in the fact that we were Zoycha Bedin with the Rebani Shalom on Yom Kippur. So Sotu says the Yorach HaShulchan at the end, at the conclusion of the Yomim Noiroim, comes the Yom Tov of Sukkot where we celebrate the fact that we were Zoycha Bedin uh, with the Rebani Shalom on Yom Kippur and we parade around with our, with our Dawid Minim. However, the Svarim tell us that even though um, it's a time to be besimcha about the fact that we were Zoycha Bedin on Yom Kippur, that doesn't mean that the period of the Yomim Noiroim is over. The Ari HaKadosh writes that there are 26 days from the first day of Slichis until Hashanah Rabbah. And says the Ari HaKadosh, that's Bigamatria 26, just like the Shem Havaya is also 26, because in order to restore uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name fully into our lives, into our existence, we need this entire period from the beginning of Slichis through Hashanah Rabbah. What the Gemara tells us as well, Asari Yamim, Pesach says in Sefer Yeshaya, Dear Shu Hashem Behimatai, search out for Hakadosh Baruch Hu when He can be found. When is that? Says the Gemara. That's Asari Yamim Shabain Rosh Hashanah V'Yom Kippurim. That's the ten days that are between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The problem is if you don't include Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says Asari Yamim Shabain Rosh Hashanah V'Yom Kippurim. Ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There aren't ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There are eight. So the Shlach HaKadosh, so what it means is, it's to include Rosh Hashanah too. The Gemara is a little bit not exact in the language. Bain Rosh Hashanah V'yom Kippur means including Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. However, the Shlach HaKadosh learns the Gemara Shalok Kipshutai, and he says, no, the, what the Gemara is referring to is not Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but Yom Kippur to Hashanah Rabbah. Rosh Hashanah refers to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur refers to Hashanah Rabbah. That that's ten days. 
That's when a Kaddish Baruch Hu could be found. So the period of the Yamim Leiroim, the period of Tshuva, continues uh, past Yom Kippurim all the way to Hashanah Rabbah, and that's like a kind of a second uh, period of Aseris Yimei Tshuva between Yom Kippur to Hashanah Rabbah. So the Yom Tif of Sukkot is not a Yom Tif, uh, you know, uh, a victory lap. Only we are celebrating the fact that we were Zaycha Bedin with the Rebbein Shalaylam, but it's not just a victory lap, it's not a holiday of self-congratulation and patting ourselves on the back, but there, uh, the Avaida of Tshuva uh, continues through this period, kind of a second time of Aseris Yimei Tshuva, second period. But what is the nature of this period? As a, how does it differ from the first Aseris Yimei Tshuva, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Wow, what is our Avaida, what is expected of us during this period of the year? <coughs> So Rabbi Yerucham explains, he says, he quotes from the Gemara, Masech, the Sukkah, and the and Aleph, where the Gemara says that the Avaida, the challenge of the Sukkah is, midiras keva bidiras to leave our permanent dwellings and to dwell in the temporary dwelling of the Sukkah. But says Rabbi Yerucham that what the Gemara means is a larger concept, is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only bidiras keva in the times of our life that are stable, in the times of our life that are, that are easy, that are permanent, when things are, are flowing, but to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu during those times of our lives where uh, things are transient, where things are in flux, when it's windy outside, when it's stormy, when the weather is getting bad, now to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu during those difficult times as well, that's the challenge of the sukkah. The Quran notes there are two mitzvahs you fulfill with your whole body. Only two. Most mitzvahs, huh? Mikvah. So the Rebbe is saying mikvah is not included. Mikvah, you have to take your boots off. There are two mitzvahs. You go in, mit the boots. With your boots, two mitzvahs. You can go in. What are the two mitzvahs that encompass the entire body? One is sukkah. The other is yeshiva seretz Israel. You can go fulfill it with your whole body. What's the connection between the two? So the Svarim explain. Because the Pasuk says, by Yeshiva Seretz Yisrael, El HaMenucha V'El HaNachala. It was a time of stability, a time of permanence, a time of tranquility. So the challenge of the sukkah is to dwell in the sukkah also. And those times of our life, that's a diras aroi, when things are difficult, when things are uh, transient, we're traveling from place to place, or things in our life are in flux. It's very difficult to serve Hashem in those times. And what the sukkah comes to reinforce is to say me dearest Kevin Vishabi dearest I write to serve Akarish Baruch Hu even during those stormy periods of our lives. We also have to serve Hashem with that same stability, with the same tranquility as we find uh, by Yeshiva Saritz Israel. And that serves to reinforce, to validate, to legitimize the tshuva that we did on Yom Kippur. There's a scary Rambam, but the Rambam writes in Hilchis Tshuva, this is his interpretation of the Gemara, others disagree. Rabbeinu Yana and Shari Tshuva disagrees. But the Rambam writes in Ilchus Tshuva that a person's Tshuva process is not complete until he is tested again with that same Nisayon, by Isha, by Saperik, by Samakam, all the circumstances have to be exactly identical. And he finds himself with the same temptation and the same circumstances. And this time, he does not succumb. He is Ayamid bin Nisayon. He doesn't give in. Then his Tshuva process is complete. But he must be tested. If he's not tested, then his tshuva process, to in a certain degree, is lacking. So it could be, right, uh, Rabbi Yonis and Ayabshitz and his Joshis, that's why Sukkot comes after Yom HaKippurim. Yom HaKippurim, we did tshuva, bediras keva. We are sitting in a shul, we're talking, we're diving to Rabbi Shalom, Hashem, Elokim, and it's very stable, it's very tranquil, it's easy to do tshuva in the shul. 
but it's also only in potential. It hasn't been tested. It hasn't been brought to expression, to fruition. And when Sukkot comes, it's same idiras keva v'shev bidiras aroi. Leave the stability. Remember, there are times in life when things are aroi, when things are in flux, when it's uh, things are transient, when we're moving from place to place, and things are changing in our lives, and we're challenged. Now that's the time that we also have to be able to serve a kodesh baruch Hu. And what that does is that validates. Uh, that reinforces and legitimizes the tshuva that we did on Yom Kippur, that it's not only B'dir keva, we also are able to serve the Rebani Shalalem also when it's a Diras Aroi. But the time of Sukkot is a time that brings things from potential and gives them, and gives them expression. There's a special mitzvah to dance on Sukkot. Pasuk says, Shivas Yamim, Tachoig L'Hashem Seven days, you should be Chag L'Hashem What does Tachoig mean? probably means we would translate it as to celebrate. But the Nitziv writes, the word Chag really means to dance. The Pesach says. It really means to dance. There's a special mitzvah to dance. The Gemara says at the time of the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Tzadik and Vanche Maisa used to dance. Why they dafka have to dance on Sukkot? So Maral explains, because dancing is the physical, tangible expression of Simcha. Normally Simcha is believed. It's an emotion that you experience in your heart or in your mind, something that's a thought process, a feeling. But sometimes simcha can express itself. How does simcha express itself? It expresses itself through dancing. That's an, an uh, sukkah is a time to bring things from for potential. We did shuvah on Yom Kippur in potential. But now comes sukkah is a time to take it out and to express it. To be able to do shuvah, but also to express our simcha to the Rebani Shalom. Also, to give it a tangible expression by dancing. The Biskarov adds that's the difference between sasain and simcha. Simcha is an emotion. Sasain is when that finds a, uh, a physical expression. And at the time of the simcha's basis, as we know, it was a time of when, when simcha was supposed to express itself uh, tangibly. So we wanted to thank John for giving us this ability to express our simcha, Amen. not only in our lave but to give it a physical expression and to John Udi. Who? Ari, Mitch, and David. to all of you. Ari, Mitch, and David. And Emir Hashem, your Hislavus should be able to uplift our, not only Simcha, but our Sassan of Yom Tif. And we should be able to use this physical expression of our Simcha to give our Tshuva physical expression, to be able to take that Tshuva that we did in Yom Kippur and potential and allow that to come uh, to come to fruition. And may we all see the true Simchas Beis HaShoev and the Beis HaMikdash with the Binyan Beis HaMikdash from Hervi Amenu Amen. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do